All right, Monday show, sports cards nonsense. Uh, we got a, a, a big show, a king-size show. Any idea what movie that's from? One of my favorite movies from the nine, uh, maybe 90s. King-size show is a thing? I Tom know. Hanks was in the movie. Is it big? No, wait, Joe versus the Volcano. That thing you do. Oh, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh, so Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh. When's the last <laughs> Ringer episode? Again, that's why we're the best show. Well, when do we start recording? Have we? That's started? why we're top 20 show on the Ringer. Anybody <laughs> else starting with that thing you do quotes? I don't think so. Uh, okay, so we're going to have the big thing for today's show. Mark Feinstein, you had to push it back a little bit. He will be here in the next 10, 20, 30 minutes. Whenever he comes, we'll join him into the program. Uh, he's going to break down MLB. It's actually some interesting stuff that's going on right now. And then obviously the playoff, the big picture. Uh, so we'll do that. We'll start with a little football talk. And then we literally, I was just saying to Jesse off air, there's like eight or 10 other things that are kind of cool stories that I want to talk about for 85 seconds each in the mailbag. So I think the people will love it. I, uh, I did a little research myself and I know you're taking care of big picture today. I mean, I don't want to say I'm taking care of it, but someone did ask me to come onto their podcast and talk about football sports. I noticed you subtly dropped this. I said, Hey, what do we have on the sketch? Jesse is. Aside from being a, a minority owner of the company, he is sure. also the secretary. I sure. am horrible with scheduling. Yep. I said, what do we have tomorrow? Jesse's like, oh, no, with thing in the afternoon. Uh, I got a thing in the morning. Don't worry about it. It's just me, which I thought was interesting. Which um, I've had I'm other happy. interviews before, but usually you know about them. But this was I don't one that was know. like, do you want to tease it or no? I here's the thing. He hasn't sent me the invite. I think he's forgotten. It's is it somebody to be I tomorrow. hate? Is that why you're not telling me? No, it's someone you've done an interview with before. And I'm kind of on the... I'm on the bandwagon that this guy does not realize that I don't know anything about sports. Who is it? I, I honestly, I couldn't remember. I have to is go back Nick? through my messages. Um, Nick Piper? Nick who? No. Okay, so it's not Nick. All right, no. no. I don't care. It'll it's be good, interesting. I'm it's excited. a good intro. That thing you do, vague interview references. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'll take it from here, Chief. By the way, it is Nick. Okay, yeah. Big picture, Jesse's juice. Tell us about those numbers. Jesse's juice in the numbers. See what I did there? <laughs> Um, take it away where are we starting i i feel like we got to review some of the games from yesterday because guys as i've mentioned on this show before i am now a sports boy that's what my wife calls me a Um, sports boy sports boy because like we're this has not been a thing in my household (laughs) where on sundays we are watching football games um i am invested if you if anyone is out there like me, which I can't believe there's anyone that isn't already following sports that's listening to this, but if you are, get involved in a fantasy league because you will be entertained by sports at that point. Um, that being said, freaking Indy. Uh, the intern lost, beat you last night. Lost by one point, George two Kittle. plays before the end of the game. That Kittle, that little Kittle. I um, went to bed having lost by point zero eight. Rogers, Demonte Adams. Scores were corrected this morning. I won 156.14 to 155.22, putting Jesse's girl down to 0-3. 2-1, by the way. Aside from that, I wasn't correct about anything else this weekend. (laughs) I thought the Chiefs were going to blow out the Chargers. Nope. The Pats looked gross against the Saints. Wrong there. And then we had the three games we talked about on Thursday I thought were going to be interesting for the hobby. I don't think they did anything for the hobby. We had, what was the first? Oh, I'm sorry. This is your big picture, though. I don't want to get in the way. It's, this is not my picture um, because the the Cards versus Jags, Panthers versus Texans, Dolphins at Raiders. Those were the games you wanted to talk about. I don't know if I have hardly anything for those because I wanted to talk 2020 versus 2021 QBs. OK, so. let me hit these. Qu- so these were the three I thought had hobby implications, interestingly enough, which, I, again, 
raw. I thought Kyler was going to go absolutely nuts against the Jags. He played well, but it wasn't as bad. And I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to look absolutely horrible against that defense. I Neither one of those were... Uh, Kyler looked good. Trevor looked average, but again, had some good moments. So that wasn't that big of a deal. I thought Darnold was going to really just smash the Texans. It was a lot closer game than I thought, although they're 3-0 now leading the division. Uh, Darnold's stuff is moving. I do want to check that price on Starstock on our stuff. I'm curious what his prism's moving for. And then Dolphins Raiders, this to me was the interesting one. It's big that Derek Carr won. They're 3-0. He looked pretty good. Although the Dolphins, the biggest story out of this for me personally, because I have a big stake in Tua, that team looked pretty good without Tua. Maybe they can maintain to 500 by the time Tua gets back. And if that happens... I'm gonna I'm gonna be back on the Tua train pretty quick. Despite, by the way, that troll Cohen every time it's anything. I'm getting so sick of him. By the way, we're bashing his consignment service all love the time. PC now. sports cards though. Oh please, but I like their service. Cohen I can't stand him. God, is he? Oh, just terrible to deal with. Where's your he, Tua take now? Shut up. God, what a goon. So yeah, I thought we would have bigger hobby hobby implications on all those things. I mean, my takeaway from those games, Kyler still looks good. I, that's the best team in, in the West. Well, I say that. They're also playing with the Rams, who look ridiculous. I do want to talk Stafford. What do you have? But you got you have some actual player breakdowns, though. Which well, I like. so I do. I, I have a little bit of that, but I did want to go back to the two thing. I thought you had said that you wanted the Dolphins to not perform as well. Uh, that would make Tua look better, like when he came back, if they started performing better. So At there's a flip point. side. Yes. So if they look absolutely like dog crap and then he comes back and they play good, it makes him look good. Yeah. The tough thing is if they go 0 and 6 without him, 0 and 7 without him, if he's out that long, it's tough because then his team's not relevant. So gotcha. in a perfect world, the team actually looks good. They maintain a 500 ish record. And then he comes back and they're still in the playoff hunt and I can move all my stuff by the end of the year. I gotcha. Okay. Um, and before we go to uh, those other, the QBs that I was going to mention, um, that Darnold card the psa so we've got the psa 10 2018 panini prism um last couple sales were saturday actually before the game there has not no, no, been a after. sale he played he played thursday oh that's right he, he was, was a thursday, thursday. okay yep so that's so, why hang so on a little he, history yep. we bought at 150 it had dropped to 120 kind of the lingering before season it had gotten back up to 150 155 what are we doing now as of saturday um, he well here's the thing he had one that sold for 194 but now the last couple have been 170 but still, oh, still healthy girl. And they're three and zero. I'm not saying that's the class of the league, but they're three and zero. something to be said for that. McCaffrey is injured with a hamstring. That scares me. But yeah, I still think Donald is a decent buy in the short term. So. All right. So a little bit about QBs from yesterday, because all I kept seeing again, now that I'm a sports boy, I've been looking up just what guys are talking about besides cards. What's going on? In, are you in physically football? the largest person who calls himself a sports I'm boy? Sports boy spelled B.O.I. <laughs> So just in case anybody, <laughs> it, it's your um, boy, it's your boy, jet. sports boy. Um, anyway, uh, it's the- <laughs> your boy, B-O-Y, sports boy, B-O-I. Is that, this is <laughs> yeah. good. Get this all this out of the good. way before Mark this- jumps on. He no, hears he, this, he's out. He needs to know. Can you introduce um, yourself? As- I'll take care of that, never mind. <laughs> Any, that being said, um, we have a number of guys out there commenting on the, the group how garbage 2021 QBs are and how 2020 QBs were are so much better. I was like, okay, well, let me just do a little math here. Cause I wasn't wanting to necessarily say like pricing because one, there's very little graded um, and I'm going to card letter to make things simple. And there are no graded uh, 2021 QBs in there anyway. 
But I wanted to compare what their difference or what their price change has been over the last month. Because um, that okay. I can kind of get an idea about. I like so, that. All right. So biggest price drop of anybody. Um, Trevor Lawrence. It, no, Zach Wilson. Oh, well, Zach Wilson throws the ball to the other team as much as his own. Team, so <laughs> that's I mean, that, I think I think that's kind of that one kind of went without saying for most of us. We probably would have guessed that. But the next up. Hang on. Tua. So let me let, let's hit. Well, and two is injured. Let's exactly. hit on this, though. The fact that Zach Wilson is dropping harder than Tua, who is injured, is not good. That Jets team is crap. Absolute garbage. I, I if I pull. So I'll tell you this right now. If I pulled a Zach Wilson card tomorrow. I don't care what the card is. I think I would sell it raw as is. Normally, I would say, even if I don't believe in a guy, I'd take the time to grade it, take a few weeks, spend a couple hundred bucks. I honestly think he is. that team is so bad, and the perception of him is so bad. No matter what you have, I don't think you will get more for it tomorrow than you would now. So I, I'm kind, I'll am i keep talking now because you're coughing again. I want to. People don't know I'm coughing. You don't have to mention They do. It. No, no, I told them. Okay, yeah, Zach Wilson. That's crazy. He's the hardest. Okay, then Tua. So, By the way, do you have like a percentage, anything like? Yeah. So that being said. Some analytical uh, data from this morning. Zach point. Wilson has dropped 83% over the last month. And now I want to clarify. I am, I've looked at 2021 Donruss Raw cards for uh, basically the top five 2021 QBs. So Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Zach Wilson. Um, so again, 83%, huge, huge drop. Second, uh, next to him is Trey Lance. I think not Tua. Not no, I'm sorry. If we're just looking at 2021. So Tua uh oh, Tua's 2020. Is the yeah, biggest, I gotcha. yeah, he's the biggest drop. But let's just stick with 2021 for a sec. One caveat to this then. Okay. John Russ came out stupid high. We knew it was gonna drop. They it could did. play great and drop. However, he's dropped 83. It'll at least give us perspective for the yes. five. Yeah. So that's You're why doing I, it. we'll stick with just 2021 for the time being to get an idea for how uh, he's 83% for him. What's so Trey he Lance? has dropped he Trey Lance is the second lowest in value. However, his dropped 58%. 58% surprisingly this is only the second uh or the second from the best drop he so, has dropped the least aside from one of the yes yes which exactly. makes sense trey lance is very very limited snaps but that team still looks pretty good he had another touchdown yesterday running yep okay yeah, and that's the thing he he wasn't all that high to begin with i mean right. he, he was, was kind of third or fourth yeah yes, he got passed he's up somewhere quick. in the middle but yeah not as not as bad now um who do you think of the... So we talked about those two. Who do you think is the one who's dropped the least? Mac. No. Justin Fields? Justin Fields. Which is interesting. Here's the thing. Like crap yesterday, too. So Mac started out actually as the highest. Um, that's right. Yeah. So so that's where, you know, he had a little bit higher to, or farther to fall. But uh, Justin Fields has only dropped 52%. Um, I'm not giving necessarily values of these cards because they're sure. like... They're all between like seven and $20. You're just putting in perspective, though, the yeah. drop. So what is, Mac's got to be down 60, 65%, right? No. So the second most, uh, second biggest drop was Trevor Lawrence. Um, What's Mac Jones' drop percentage? Mac is down 58%. So he's also with Trey Lance. Yeah. Okay. Trevor's so, what? Trevor is uh, dropped down 63%. He is currently selling uh, second highest. Um and only to Mac Jones. So Mac Jones has overtaken him. He, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are actually very, very close to each other as far as like what their values are going for. 
Like within, Is that just Don Russ or are you seeing that on other stuff? Because I no, can't. I'm, this is only Don Russ because it was the only card they all had together. Yeah, I got to think across the board, Trevor's still higher than Max. I would think so, especially like with some of these, like, you know, we've seen uh, the downtown cards going for what, Huge thousands money. or something? Yeah. So here's based on just that, because I do think in general that is the drop rate we've seen for the most part. Although after this, after yesterday's game, Justin Fields is going to drop heavy. I honestly think Mac Jones, I, I still think there is enough upside. He didn't look good yesterday. I understand. Mm-hmm. I still think there is upside this season with Mac Jones. I don't think there's upside this season with any other quarterback. Trey Lance being the exception if he comes in. I think Zach Wilson is garbage. I do. I just I would move off of him tomorrow today. Justin Fields may be okay. That coaching staff knows as much about football as Sports Boy does. So <laughs> with an eye. I don't trust them. Trevor Lawrence, see, so those two I'm totally out on. Trey Lance up in the air. If he gets to start, it's interesting. And even if he just keeps coming in and making plays when he comes in, okay. I, like, I'm not moving off him immediately. I think he's a hold. I think Mac is a hold. Trevor's weird to me. Like, if I'm pulling Trevor stuff and you're getting a crazy high premium for it right now, I think he, there's an interesting play of selling Trevor Lawrence high now and buying him off. Because I do. Well, that's I the think, thing. The thing about Trevor Lawrence is just that everybody keeps saying, well, it's his team. It's not him. It's the rest of the team. Well, I mean, who cares if it's him or it's team right now if he right. continues to fall in value? Yeah, and that's the thing. I just think there's more room for him to fall. Like, if you were telling me his RPAs are 300 bucks a piece out of the gate on new product, at that point, I'm kind of, oh, just hold. But they're not. His stuff, when it comes out, when it debuts, is still super high. So I just think with Trevor, I still think the play is to sell very high right now. And then get in when it And then get in sell. later. I, I yeah. think Trevor, in five years, if you told me he's a top 10 guy, Across the board, I wouldn't be shocked. I think he has that type of upside. I'm curious in that situation what he does. All right. So that was 2021. Uh, 2020. So, again, the reason why I did this was because everyone was, you know, Sports giving boy, so much, over the show. So I, much credit to 2020. And I I was finding it hard to disagree with it. Um, Justin Herbert, that was absurd. By the way, these a lot of these loudmouths of all 2020 were not saying it the week before when Burrow threw three straight picks. Herbert lost and Tua got injured. Last week, the narrative was That's 2020's true. garbage. That's so, true. <laughs> I think the, the the consensus here is most people's opinion is garbage. That's, I mean, we we get, we get on the hype train uh, each week, but we I also... I love the hype train. We also uh, like to point out that we don't know that this is going to continue like okay, this. Okay, 2020. They, had the, they, were, they won the day yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert was... That was upsetting to watch. Um, just how good he... I mean, he played very well. He was um, on my bench in fantasy. That helped. Did he have a lot of points? I, I hate fantasy, by the way. I like it, but I really hate how <laughs> I, hate I, I am horrible at fantasy. I cannot pick a game this year to save my life. If I was a professional handicapper, my dad would have broken every bone in my body by now. <laughs> Somehow it works with cards. I don't know. That there's your there's your elevator pitch as to why you should listen to anything we say. That's a we're, good. We're bad at everything else. This yeah. is the one thing we get. Um, Herbert looked great. But that being said, he he looked very good. He threw four In touchdowns. Kansas City. That's a yeah. big win. Um, 27 out of 38 completion. Uh, now he did very well, but he is, I'm going to point out right now, just so we're not guessing he is the top value wise. And I'm looking at 2020 prism PSA tens. So um, what's his, pres- what's it selling for like 450? So this card's selling for $500 last sold okay. was 500. What's burrow at? So burrow's Four? second, he's next in line and he's selling for 316. Um, oh, that's a big drop, huh? Yeah. He's had. He had a, uh, a decent drop over the last uh, three, four days. 
I um, wonder if he gets a nice spike today. I would think Burrow. I mean, Burrow's another guy. Went into Pittsburgh. Not the Pittsburgh's, you know, the Steel Curtain, but they, they're a good team. He played really well yesterday. Now, Jalen Hurts is interesting. So Jalen Hurts is down at 232. So, you know, less than half of Justin Herbert. But he is the most consistent value-wise. He has had little change over the last month. Uh, he's only You know why? Hurts is still in that sweet spot of people think there's enough upside, but he's not overly expensive. Like if yes. you're going to reach and here, let me just say this too, as we wrap up this part, so we can get Mark in here. People have, have made the statement, hey, do you still stand? With I still stand by what I said with Herbert. I would still sell Herbert in the very near future because I think he's high and I don't think he's going to maintain. I could be totally wrong. You know, again, the, the comparison today was, well, Mahomes stuff was high and look what he's at. Herbert stuff is already six figures for his big cards. It's not a comparison. We're, I'm not talking about 2017 pricing. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I still am a sell on Herbert. Not because um, I doubt his talent. I doubt his hype and his ability. I doubt his ability in the hobby to maintain pricing. Here's the thing is when you take an opinion of sell someone at their highest point, it's kind of hard to argue with it because you're already in the green more than likely. You know, you've made money on that card. But at this point, yeah, you're probably right. Um, uh, that being said, just to kind of skip ahead, since we have Mark in the waiting room, uh, Jordan Love was next up. Uh, his PSA 10 is going for one hundred and sixty three dollars. Um, and then lastly, of course, Tua. But, you know, that kind of goes without saying. I'm out um, on Jordan Love, by the way. I I don't think is at this point. Just put him away and see what he does. See what Rogers if he stays. Uh oh yeah okay. Um, Justin Herbert it was the other one I did want to point out though as far as change. Jalen Hurts I said his, his was only seven percent. Justin Herbert only changed eleven percent. I mean he's he's maintained pretty well too. That's what I mean. There's not this thirty percent spike and it's just going to keep climbing. He'll he'll maintain pricing. Maybe yeah. it'll be a little bump, but so all right. Let's get to Mark. Mark's in the waiting room. I don't want to get yelled at. He just texted me. I was given a strongly worded text message. <laughs> so I don't want to say who wrote it, but I'm just going to tell you right now. We're going to be very careful. So Mark Feinstein of MLB.com and MLB Network. Bam. I mean, nailed it. I don't know if that nailed was it. I don't know if you could get much better. Hey, Mark, um, by the way, I don't really care for you right now um, because <laughs> I'm aware as of <laughs> okay. as of the end of the day yesterday. I thought I was I was going to have at least be tied as undefeated in the fantasy league, uh, and now that title belongs solely to you. Are you three and zero? I'm three and zero. I have the most points in the league, and I mean the fact that you guys are letting a baseball writer come in and just dominate your fantasy <laughs> football league a little embarrassing. I can't lie. I don't know if you saw this. I pulled out the win. I was down. I told Jesse as of last night when the game ended. I had Rogers and Devante. The last catch put me down point zero eight. I lost. I woke up this morning to the corrected stats on top, baby. Feels good. Two well, and one. I'll tell you, I was a little annoyed earlier in the week. I had to drop Trey Sermon because I had to pick up Alexander Madison because I have Dalvin Cook. And of course, the guy in the league with the 49ers in his name snapped up Sermon, played against me. And I'm like, I can't believe I had to drop Trey Sermon for uh, for a one week replacement. But with what Madison did yesterday, I can't. He had a big game for the bikes. He had a huge game. All right. Very happy for you, Mark. Yeah. Thanks thanks for coming on. Uh, (laughs) You can still call me Mike. Jesse has informed the audience as of this morning. He is now known as the sports boy. Just sports boy. Just sports boy. Sports boy. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. So he's watching sports now. He's excited. Love the sports. Good. Um, MLB. Yep. Sure. He's all in on baseball. He's not watched baseball yet, but he's on football, some basketball. Thank baseball you. playoff time. No time. You know, like Jesse, I, if you're ever going to start watching baseball, October is the best time. The games are intense. They're there insane. 
they're they're meaningful. You know, you're not talking about one of one sixty two where you're like, wow, this is a lot of games. It's short series. It's are there more or less benches clearing? I want to see a bench clear. I want to see guys just go at it. Well, you can, there's always a chance at it. You got some teams in the same okay. division playing each other in the playoffs. That, you know, these things get heated. If you see Toronto and Tampa Bay go at it in the playoffs, that there, there could be some uh, fireworks oh. there. You oh, never I'm going to watch that game. All right, I'm in. I'd like All to right. see you charge them out. <laughs> just come right out of the stands, Jesse. Just charge. All right, focus, Jay. Sp- sports boy, let's get serious here. Yep. So, Mark, I, I actually just read this this morning, Mark, and this could be totally – I just want you to shoot this down if you can or tell me it's true. Otani may not re-sign with the Angels. Well, he was he was asked about. He's not a free agent for two more years. Okay, so that's this what I is not This is not anything imminent. This is basically him saying, you know, I want to win. Okay. We haven't won. The, you know, they haven't never finished over five hundred since he's been there. Uh, you know, him and Trout every year just kind of get wasted. Uh, you know, they made a big move getting Anthony Rendon. He's been hurt and not panned out. Uh, they need pitching, and so I think it was sort of a uh, you know a little gentle. Reminder to the front office that uh, I'm going to be a free agent in two years, and if things don't get better here, then uh, then I may go find greener pastures elsewhere. Okay, so this is just a cute headline for the day. This is an actual yeah. news. Okay, no, uh, no, 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 no. Now this he is, is a lock for MVP at, at this point. I was holding strong for Vlad until the beginning of last week. At this point, Otani is a lock, right? Yeah, going out and, and having another great start. Okay, uh, the Blue Jays falling off. Look, the Blue Jays go six and zero this week. Vlad hits you know eight home runs and carries them to. The number one wild card spot. I will not. I will not say it's a one hundred percent lock right now. I would say Otani's probably like a ninety five percent lock, which uh, you know that's still pretty much a lock. So Vlad's got a chance, but he's going to have to do something superhuman in the final week of the season to really make that push. Mark, when do they? When do they decide? When is that decision made? So voters have between the end of the regular season and before the first game of the playoffs to submit their ballots. Oh, okay. Um, so it's coming. Oh. There's two two writers from every city in the Baseball Writers Association. So two writers from every AL city will vote in the MVP. Uh, I have a National League Manager of the Year vote this year. So uh, I don't have a say in the MVP races this year. Uh, but we have to get our votes in before the first playoff game starts because these are regular season awards only, which, of course, when they're announced in November and, and you know some team gets bounced in the first round and then a guy wins Manager of the Year or a guy wins MVP and goes 0 for 15 in the playoffs, People are like, how can he be the MVP? And I always have to remind people, regular we season. voted before the playoffs start. These are regular season awards. Have you have you had an MVP vote in the past? I have had several MVP votes in the past. Really? Will you tell us next time you have one? And then, like, if there's, like, a sure thing, like, on a like – you <laughs> put money and there's, like, you're guaranteed uh, money no, back? No, I have some ethics when it comes to these <laughs> okay. things. And, uh, oh, sure. And actually, we're not, we're not allowed or we're encouraged strongly not to reveal our votes until they're actually announced. It's different from a Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame, they sort of say, it's up to you whether you want to announce it because there's 400-something voters. You need 75%. Um, you know, there's a, there's a guy, Ryan Thibodeau, who tracks all the Hall of Fame votes that are made public in advance to try to figure out who's trending in the right direction. When it comes to the annual end-of-year awards votes, uh, the BBWA gives pretty strict orders to the, to the writers and the voters. Please do not reveal your ballots until these have been uh, announced in November. So... Uh, you're just going to have to wait to find out who my National League Manager of the Year pick is. All right. I, so that I, that's one thing, too. Let me just address this quick, because guys do bring this up a lot. Hey, Otani, let's work on the assumption Otani's going to win it. Should I just hold my stuff till the bump? It, it, I always tell people this. The MVP bump, again, just straight hobby hype and value. MVP is cool. Nobody cares about Otani in November. Like, I think Otani is selling for more money today 
than he's going to when he wins the MVP. I think that pricing yeah. just kind of baked in. But when the guy doesn't make the playoffs, I mean. I would think come November, the guys who are getting the bumps are the guys who just won the World Series. Right. World Series MVP. You know, a year ago, I would imagine Corey Seager got a huge bump when he had that monster uh, postseason. So, yeah, I, I think the the MVP awards and such are, are maybe better for guys' values long-term where you can put together a whole career worth of stuff and say, oh, well, that guy won yeah. three MVP awards and that guy's going to the Hall of Fame. But in terms of like a short-term thing, I think postseason success, a huge hit in the playoffs uh, is probably much more meaningful to a guy's hobby value. I do have a question, Mark. Do you have an, uh, a, a Hall of Fame vote? I do. So Ortiz and A-Rod, when does that vote? They're eligible this year for the first time, Those right? guys, I believe, are eligible this year for the first time. So when that vote's, what, months away? Uh, so we have to get those ballots in, I believe, by December 31st or somewhere oh, okay. in the, towards the end of December, and they get announced in uh, in late January. So those were the two that stood out to me. Can I ask you, and you can just tell me no, I mean, are those guys you vote for, don't vote for, what are your thoughts on those two? I have been a guy who has voted for the PED crowd uh, largely. The only one that I've that I've not voted for is Sammy Sosa, because uh, I I feel like Sosa's career can be put into pre PED, post PED. You know, he was like a fourth outfielder for a long time. Then all of a sudden, he bulked up and started hitting sixty home runs a year. And I don't think that was the player he was. Bonds was a three time MVP, yeah, great player before, before anybody ever even thought he did anything. Uh, you know, Manny Ramirez is the best right-handed hitter I've ever seen. If it's Thank not him, you. it's pool holes. <laughs> if it's not him, it's pool holes. It's one of the two. Manny uh, has no know. shot, though, I got to think. Manny has no – well, here's the thing. So here's the thing. Manny has zero shot. He he was suspended twice. He failed a test or two. Manny's no shot. He, he's been getting about 20% uh, every year from the people who vote for sort of unapologetically for PED guys like myself. Uh, and one of the reasons I do that is I'm not judge or jury. so. Well, I know Manny used because he was suspended and he tested positive. But if I'm going to vote for Barry Bonds, the only difference to me between Barry Bonds and Manny Ramirez is that Manny was a little dumber and got caught. I believe Bonds used. So if I'm going to vote for Bonds, even though I believe he used, then I'm going to vote for Manny also because I don't think there's any difference there other than just not being as good at, at hiding it. Yeah, I just um, assume everybody from that generation used, and then I just say, well, who was great amongst them? Even playing right, field, well, who was still there great? Are, there are a lot of voters who don't look at it that way, and that's why Bonds and Clemens are going into their final year on the ballot, uh, still in the you know 60s percentage-wise. I'm not sure they get in. If they don't get in, uh, then the Mannies, the A-Rods of the world will never no have a shot. Because if, if Bonds and Clemens aren't getting in without any positive tests and without anything substantial to say, well, we know they used, um, you know, A-Rod took a year suspension and he admitted to using it uh, earlier in his career in Texas. So um, I, I think Alex is going to have a hard road. Ortiz, I think, gets in. It might not be first ballot. But again, sort of like other guys that we've seen who have gotten in despite suspicion. Right? There was suspicion around Mike Nothing Piazza. concrete, suspicion, but suspicion around Jeff Bagwell. Ortiz never tested positive. And Ortiz played almost as actually um, the vast majority of his career in the testing era. So he was being tested every year routinely, never failed to test. There was one article that linked him to it, but I think in general, and I think the commissioner actually came out and said, there's no link there. So I think Ortiz gets in. You think he gets in this year if you had to take a guess? I think he's got a decent shot of getting him first ballot. There may be some people who take the suspicion and say, I'm not going to vote him first ballot, but I'll vote him in the year after. I think that's silly. I think you're a Hall of Famer. You're not. Why you would say, you know, at this point, there's no difference in first ballot, not first ballot. Either you're a Hall of Famer or you're not. Vote for him. Don't vote for him. Okay. So 
while I find the, the Hall of Fame and the MVP votes all very interesting, I think we have to agree, or maybe I'm wrong, but this doesn't really have as much uh, effect on their card value at this point, does it? I think Hall of Fame does. I mean, I think if you get into the Hall of Fame, that sort of locks you in as a, uh, you know, a, a forever player, one of these legendary guys. You know, I think that's why you look at Bonds and Clemens, that as great as they are, uh, and I, I talked to Mike Lucina recently, he told me he thinks Roger is the best pitcher of his era, um, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. Bonds is inarguably the best player I've ever seen. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think their card values are hurt from that. If they ever get in, huge, I'd have to think their cards would spike big time. Absolutely. And I think the same with Ortiz. I think because Ortiz, there is suspicion in the hobby, too. He has a, a healthy value. But if he ever got locked in and got in the Hall of Fame, and A-Rod, too, because A-Rod's been forgotten quite a bit by the hobby. If A-Rod got in, I think that'd be a huge boost for him. So why is it you think that getting into the Hall of Fame in baseball has more of an effect on cards? Because we talked about NBA Hall of Fame has not has much of an effect. Because we knew. We knew Kobe, Garnett, Duncan, the guys who just got in were, were first ballot, no question. These guys, we don't know. if Like, Bonds may never, ever get in. That's the issue there. So it's like if those guys got in. Did Jeter's card spike when he got in? Yeah, but Jeter was also that time of the market. It was weird. Everything yeah, was right. going up. That was he just kind of excelled. And now he's got the, he's also relevant. He owns the Marlins, who are almost the professional team. He's got a documentary coming out. So Jeter's kind of weird, but. Yeah, I, I think, I also think the Baseball Hall of Fame is more of a, I think people care more about the Baseball Hall of Fame than they no do about the other Hall of Fames. The, you, do, you rarely ever hear debates amongst fans about the NBA, the Basketball Hall of Fame, or the NFL Hall of Fame. The NFL lets in an, a certain number of players every year, whether they're qualified players or not. They, oh, they let okay. in six every year. Baseball, there have been years where we have not voted anybody in, and there have been years where we voted in four guys. So I just think people care more about the Baseball Hall of Fame and statistics in baseball in general than they care about stats or the Hall of Fame in either of the other sports. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, so playoffs are obviously coming up. What They start, what, in 10 days from now, roughly? 12 uh, days? A week, a week, a week. The okay. wild card games are next Tuesday and Wednesday. So I'm just curious. I mean, as of right now, you've got the Rays locked in. They've won the division. I, I mean, the AL is almost set. I, I say that because, to me, the most interesting team is Toronto. They're a game out of the, of the playoff game. I'm just curious. Toronto, the Red Sox, the Yankees, what are some interesting storylines you, you're look in terms of card value, card hobby? Anybody stand out from those three that you think benefits the most? Well, I mean, I, I, believe it or not, I think no matter what happens with the Blue Jays, Vlad is is Vlad already. He's not, yep. I don't think he's unless he has a monster October and takes that game to a new level. I don't think anything he does in the final week is going to change the trajectory he's already been on. He's been the star of the year in terms of. Uh, sort of finally reaching the expectations that we were all waiting for from him. To me, the guy in Toronto who I think has the most to gain, because I think he's still, I know I've bought a few of his cards Bobo. in the last month, Bobochette. Yeah. I mean, he's an incredible talent. He has a, a recognizable name because his father played in the big leagues and was an all-star player. Um, he's having a fantastic year, but he's overshadowed by Vlad. Uh, and I think if Bichette was to have a big October on a national stage where people are really paying attention uh, I think that's a guy who whose value could really start to spike. Hey, Jesse, ch check up 2016 Bowman Chrome Boba Shett Auto if, when you have a second. Um, yeah, the other guy I'm curious about is Wander Franco. He came out so high, it was hard not to sell him. Then he dipped so hard because he had a few bad weeks in a row. I mean, I've got to think, though, if, if they go on a run here, he's got to be one of the catalysts for that team, right? I think so. I mean, Austin Meadows is another great player who nobody knows outside of, uh, you know, real baseball fans. Wander Franco's been the number one prospect in the league. He's obviously, um, 
you know, put together the big streak of, of on base and he, and he's been great this year. Uh, if he has a big postseason and sort of introduces himself to the nation, I could see him taking an even bigger spike. The other guy, I think I texted you about this guy last week, Mike Shane Baz. Uh, yeah. he's their top pitching prospect. He's made he was two from starts. Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, he was in that. He him on Austin Meadow, him Austin Meadows, and Tyler Glass. Now were traded to the Rays for Chris Archer in one of the most lopsided trades of all time. Um, and uh, you know, Baz has made two starts. He's been really good. Two starts in, he's got about ten or eleven innings in his big league career, and they're talking about him potentially being a member of the Rays postseason rotation. Uh, so I know we all hate pitchers in this hobby, but uh, he's the young guy who could really kind of make a name for himself very quickly. And that I will say, I do hate pitchers for sure. Pitchers in October, though, are, it's like the only time I'm interested. Because if that kid comes out and does six innings, you know, wins one nothing, you'll see a quick. And he's cheap. It, it's almost like a perfect, a perfect like storm of just cheap, super volatile market because it's a playoff. So I don't mind Shane Baz. I, I, I like the dude anyways. So it's funny that you mentioned Wander and Bichette because two of the most recent purchases I have right here, nice, were the the Bichette Tops Chrome 2020. And, and the uh, wander and first, the wander, the wander first. So uh, I don't know if they're going to do great in October, but those are two guys who I think are, are long-term. Uh, I'm not, I'm not really a short-term flipper kind of guy. I sort of look uh, for the long haul. And I think both those guys are embarking on really, really impressive careers. Right. What do you have for Bichette, Jesse? Your, your, your so beautiful the, face just lit up. Tell the people. <laughs> uh, the 2016 Bowman draft Chrome uh, autograph. That's the one you were looking at. Yep. So this is Bo Bichette's. Okay. By the way, if you're ever looking for an unbelievable Bowman class, 2016 Bowman draft is stupid loaded. Um, actually, that's one of the questions in our uh, mailbag. In fact, we'll have I have some uh, questions for you, too, Mark. Um, but back to the Boba Shet. So this card for a PSA 10. Um, actually, let me do this. Let me do a BGS because I've got this one where it's graded uh, and autos graded as well. So it's a nine five autos graded 10 going for about $530 was the last That sold. same card of Wander is three to four times the price of that. So Vlad, same thing. Vlad's three or four. I mean, I just, yeah, Bichette's had a good year. I like the Bichette play. If they make the playoffs and he gets in and has a good game or two, you could easily see, and, and that'll be the card. So if you're going to make the play on Bichette, I, I always tell the audience, go with the first card, 2016 Bowman Draft. It'll have the first in the upper left or upper right hand corner. His first prospect. Are you saying card. go with the auto or <clears throat> go with the? If you're gonna go, if you can afford the auto, I go auto. If you can only afford base, again, just stick to that chrome base. I'm good with that. Anything Bowman first. If you're gonna make a play short term on prospects of rookies, you know, and this is an interesting point too. Like we always go off PSA population counts, like because that, like we just think like, oh, that's gonna be the the highest. But in this case, you know, there's 200 of that card. There's 600 of the uh that same card with bgs i i just want to point that out to guys that there can be a lot more especially in some of these graded autograph cards yeah no that's a fair point uh let me ask you another question in terms of star power you know i keep waiting on somebody from houston i i kept thinking bregman was going to be the guy i mean is there anybody from houston you think just pops in the playoffs i think the only you know it's funny because the correas bregman's guys like that they have such a stain on them from that, that science feeling scandal that I think right. people just sort of look past them. Kyle Tucker's had a great year, young guy, finally coming into his own. If he, I like the guys who sort of uh, can emerge and become something in October. He's a guy that could, like I said before, sort of introduce himself on that national stage and become a household name 
like Bregman and Correa and Altuve were and, and still are, it's just hard for me to see much from Bregman, Correa, Altuve, people thinking much differently of them, even if they uh, have a good October, because they've already had good Octobers. Uh, they've won the World Series. They've been to another. Um, so I like to see the guys who maybe don't have that part of the resume um, you know, already there. That's why, like, even guys with the Yankees, Stanton and Judge are the two guys that I think have the most to gain in the hobby with the big October. And with the Red Sox, Bill Gart's endeavors. I mean, that you know, guys who are already stars but have yet to necessarily take that big jump in October, uh, I like to look at those guys. Hey, so Jesse, 2015 Bowman Chrome for Kyle Tucker. His auto, I'd just be curious. Yeah, Devers is the guy. I've talked about Devers for a while. I think he's, I mean, I'm biased as a Sox fan. I just think... I, I don't know what else he needs to do aside from serious postseason success. But Stanton's interesting to me. Stanton's stuff is is down across the board more than 50% from his peak. I mean, if he gets hot, he's the type of guy I think could hit 10 home runs in a series and yeah. just absolutely look explode. Did. Look what he did at Fenway this weekend. I know you don't want to talk about I'd it. I'd rather but. not look at that, Mark. <laughs> hey, Mark, appreciate you coming. Thanks. Right? All right. Good to talk to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do wonder, though, with Stanton, like if he goes nuts like that, like him and, and even Judge, Judge stuff is down again, 30 to 40 percent across the board. His Chrome stuff has come back. Those are the two that scare me because I think and those are the guys I think you can make money with, again, super short term if they get in. But I also am terrified of the wild card game. One game in baseball to me is just I love it uh, I from would, a viewership. I, I agree. I would wait to see who wins that wild card game. And if you, you know, if you're thinking about the Yankees, think about the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, let them get through the wild card game. And if they go in the first round against the Rays, maybe then you start looking at stuff. But, uh, you know, you you don't want to invest in some stuff and then have them lose that wild card game and all of a sudden the season's over. They went over four and it's all right. Well, we'll look at this again in April. Yeah, that's why I'm scared of the Red Sox, Yankees, Blue Jays. I would wait on all three of those teams to see who gets in and wins it. Jesse, did you find Tucker? Yeah. Do you want the auto or non-auto? Yeah. Do the auto, if, if especially if it's a 9-5-10, because I'm curious. He was high at the beginning of the year when he was hot. I'm just curious, like if you think that's a good buy, just based on the so, numbers. Nine five ten. Um, hang on, that's a gold. Let me see a non-gold that sold recently. Um, all right, one hundred ninety dollars for a nine five ten. Yeah. Now is that on card or are you on one thirty? No, this is on eBay. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that card was two fifty to three hundred not too long ago. So. Kyle Tucker's a cool play, though. I like that one. I'm stealing that one from Mark. That's my that's my play of the day right there. Kyle there you T- go. <laughs> okay, I like Tucker. Yeah, I mean, he has some pop, too. It's a good team. And you know they're in the playoffs. They've already clinched a division. So, um, I mean, I love Jordan Alvarez. The problem I have with Jordan Alvarez man. is his population is like a billion. Right. There are so many of his cards out there. Everybody and their mother got those cards graded when PSA was still $8 a card or whatever it was. That I mean, Jesse, you can look this up. I think his his... Uh, his rookie population is literally like 20,000 or something like that. Do 2020 tops Jordan, Jess. I bet it, I bet it's crazy. And when Jordan goes cold, he, he can slump like as <laughs> right. good as anybody I've ever seen. It, it is brutal, as hot as he can get. So, yeah, I, I got kind of burned on him, and I'm the same with him. I think the population on anything but his first Chrome Auto, which was 2018. I'm good with the 2018 Bowman Chrome Auto. Anything 2020 from his actual rookie class, I just, it's cheap. I bet that card's like, what, 30 bucks, Jess? So that card is going for $20 right now. Um, <laughs> Population's 10000 PSA 10, 9500 That's insane. Yeah. And a lot of those cards are not graded because PSA shut down. And that was like 60 bucks before the season. I If you look, I oh, think yeah. that was up. It, it hit, and during yeah, the peak, it was, it was 100 Averaging yeah. around 70 um, just a few months ago. 
That's crazy. He's gone nowhere but down over the last few months. Um, uh, at this point, he is the lowest he's been in the last year. And he had a good year. Yeah, so out of that, I, I, so I do like the Kyle Tucker play. Let me throw two names at you, because these are the two I've been kind of clinging to, and now one of them I'm actually off of. I, I don't know why. I thought the Dodgers were going to win the division, so I was going to start buying Bellinger. But now that they're, I don't know, they're down two with, what, five games left, six games left? I'm not, I'm off the Bellinger train until they win the, if they win the play-in game, I'm back buying him, even though he's been crap. I just am terrified they're going to lose that game, because it's the Cardinals, right? Yeah. Cardinals haven't lost in like six months. I mean, I don't like what are we, what are you supposed to? I just Mark Mike's been saying Bellinger for the last couple of weeks, and a few guys have called him out, like just saying, "Nope, disagree." Is, I acknowledge. Point- I acknowledge he has been trash. I just think he's another guy. When I thought he was winning the division, he's going to have a great series and spike. But now I'm terrified because I think they, they could lose that one game. So I'm I'm waiting until I see the winner of that game too. I kept waiting for him to turn it around. And I actually, I covered a series in Philly and he, he had a really good couple of days. And I was like, okay, here we go. This is going to be Bellinger figuring it out again. And, uh, and being that MVP level for the last six or seven weeks in the season. And it just hasn't happened. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with him this year. I just don't, I don't know that this is going to be uh, the time he turns it around. We, we know he has the talent, right? There's no question about that. The guys won the MVP award. Um, and the Dodgers are in a situation where they have so much talent in that lineup. They don't even need to rely on him. They can hit him seventh uh, or sixth in that lineup and not need him to be the guy for them to win. Their starting pitching is insane. They have a great hitting up and down the lineup otherwise. Um, where do you stand on Gavin know. Lux, by the way? Uh, I like him long term. I, I think he's still, you know, guys, some guys struggle when they first get to the big leagues. Like Joe Adele has not been great in his big leagues 10 years. I still think Joe Adele's going to be a really good player. I, I, I like to see a guy really get that first full year under his belt, see what they look like, and you know how they make adjustments going forward. Uh, I still think Lux has some some good potential. Is he on the? I mean, he's making the playoff roster though, correct? Yeah, he should. Okay, yeah, because we've had guys ask about him. He's another guy. He's super cheap, but you start getting into his twenty twenty stuff. Same as Jordan, the pops are high. Um, Did you have one more, Mike? Because I wanted to hit. Uh, yeah, before we lose me, time. Okay. One last one then was Chris Bryant. He's another guy I just think is so far down from that Cubs spike, and the Cubs spike was before the market really took off. I know he's had decent power there. He's another guy I just think maybe he gets weird and has a big series, and he's worth a look. What do you buy, sell, hold? Where are you on Chris Bryant? And Jesse, 2014 Bowman Chrome auto for Chris Bryant. I'm a big buy on Bryant. I oh, really? okay. the combination, nice. The combination of him playing on a really good San Francisco team, uh, which will put him back in that, uh, you know, in the national conversation come October, He's a free agent at the end of the year. He's going to get some sort of a stupid nine-figure contract that's going to put him in the headlines over the offseason. Uh, I think Bryant, with a big October, could be the star of October. Uh, now, look, the Giants are probably going to draw the Dodgers in the first round. If the Dodgers get out of that wild card game, that's going to be a slugfest, and the Giants could be out in the first round. But if they're not, I think Bryant's going to be a big reason why. Um, and I, you know, like you said, his stuff is so down from where it's been in the past. Um, I've I've bought a bunch of Brian stuff myself over the past year or so. Uh, he's a guy that I've that I've you know every time I'm in a show I look for uh, you know with my kids I look for stuff. My kids are like, dad name Chris Brian over here. Come look. Uh, Brian and Arenado are two guys that I really liked a lot uh, in the last twelve months, and um, you know they're both going to be in the playoffs. And I think uh, uh, Brian is definitely a guy to watch. So in so Brian's a weird one. His 2013 Bowman Chrome Auto was like a late release, so that's actually his first. But he also has a 2014 Bowman Chrome, which is when he's running. 
That's kind of the cheaper and the more common. What do you have for numbers on that, Jay? And just like the the running or the the original one, the twenty fourteen. So that'd be the running twenty fourteen. So yep. uh, hang on, nine five ten if possible. Yeah. Here's the thing: when guys spell their name with a K for Chris, it throws me off. Um, well, I have one friend named Chris. I don't trust him <laughs> at all, and he's putting the AC in my new house. I guarantee that thing fails in a week. <laughs> no chance. I'm going to be sitting the AC there in rubbing sticks together. He put the AC in my house and we had leaks. I don't, I mean, I shouldn't talk bad. He's Why don't you go ahead guy. and drop his company name so we can really give people a good warning? Um, so 2014, uh, the first uh, is looking at $50 for the PSA 10. What's an auto um, though? What's oh, an auto. I apologize. Auto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, auto is going for? Um, 250 300 270 so give me like the one year high on that though. Um, there it's not in card letter, so I'm pulling. Oh, this okay. Up so I, I I can tell you right now after the after the World Series, which that's years ago now. Again, card market was so much lower. That card was four to four fifty, like the night they won. The fact that the card market has boomed so much and that guy is still sixty percent of that number, I just. I, He's just a weird dude to me, and it's a free agent year. I just think he has a big postseason. That's a four hundred to five hundred dollar card again. Actually, I think two seventy was high. I was looking at another. For some reason, I pulled up another one. So the BGS nine five auto ten just sold yesterday for two thirty. I just think that's a great. Yeah, I, again, I'm not doing the straight cash home before, but I think that's a great buy. Chris Bryant in general. So uh, you got some questions, and you have mailbag. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Mark, you have like five more minutes. Of course, for okay. you guys. Anything. Um, he just texted me. I'm done with this interview. So I don't know what I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Jeff Ng wants to know. Um, so for Mark, what does the second half collapse of the Padres reveal about a team that everyone thought was playoff sure thing? Does this impact Tatis' uh, chance for MVP? How does it impact his hobby value? Uh, I think it impacts his chance at MVP. I still think he's got a shot. I mean, Bryce Harper is making a big push. He's going to uh, right now. He'd probably be the favorite. But uh, I don't think it impacts Tatis' long-term hobby value at all. I think this guy's a stud. He's going to be a you know top five player in the league for a long time. I think what it says about the Padres is their pitching had a lot of injuries. They had a lot of consistency, and they're going to end up with a new manager at the end of the year. But uh, uh, Tatis is a star. He's established himself as a star. You'd like to see him play a full season and not get hurt at all. Um, but that guy's that guy's a stud. Okay, cool. Um Jimmy Webb wants to know, I want to know who Mark is high on from the top 100 prospects list. Also, any other prospects that are not ranked that are up and coming? Let's see. Let me pull up the prospect list so I don't uh, botch this. I mean, you know, you see the same names that everybody else sees. I mean, the Bobby Witts and Adley Rutschmans and Julio Rodriguez, Torkelson. Everybody loves those guys. Uh, I think, Mike, I told you, I mentioned this guy to you coming out of the all-star break. Francisco Alvarez, he's number 10 on MLB Pipeline's list. For the Mets, right? Yeah, Mets catcher. He's 19 years old. That dude's a beast. And I think uh, you'd have to tell me what I don't think he has the same market right now as like Dominguez, whose cards are all sure. over the place. We've seen Anthony Volpe, the Yankee shortstop. He, he's their number one prospect now. His cards are blowing up too. Yep. Um, I think, same, by the way, is, that's the same class. 2020 Bowman is Jason Dominguez, Anthony Volpe, uh, Perito, whatever the other kids. There's like three or four. 2020 Bowman for the Yankees is insane. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, I, but Al- Alvarez is a guy who I, I love. I think he's going to be a, a beast. Um, and I think, uh, you know, if you can get on him low, do that. I, I love Reed Detmers from the Angels. He could be one of the guys who finally is a, a good, you know, helps them turn that pitching staff around. But hobby-wise, uh, he's a pitcher, and that's not anything we like. So, um, 
you know, I, I would say, I would say Francisco Alvarez is probably my number one guy. And then Austin Martin, uh, you know, he got traded to the twins. The twins are, um, you know, an interesting place. They'll probably get a chance to play there at some point. Uh, you know, he's 22, uh, got to double a, so maybe he doesn't start next year with them. Maybe he comes up mid season or, or at the worst 23, but, uh, I saw him at the futures game and everybody I know who has seen him play loves his game. So on those two, then Francisco Alvarez for the guys interested, 2020 Bowman crumbs, his first prospect auto. And then Austin Martin is 2021 Bowman. The stuff that came out in April, he's a redemption there, but he's actually live now. So, I mean, both those guys, good upside. It sounds like. All right. So two more questions. One, I think this one was kind of more for Mike, but since you are so well-versed in the basketball Is it to say I'm not well-versed? No, no, no. I'm saying since Mark is also a talent. um, Don't compare me to Mark, please. It's insulting to him and overly (laughs) braggadocious of me. I mean, only one of us is 3-0 in the fantasy league, so, you know. God, you had to say that. The guy didn't even get an MVP vote. He's getting a manager of the league vote. Cut his speed. This is ridiculous. Joel Brand wants to know. I'm worried about buying MLB cards to flip during the playoffs because the market doesn't seem too hot. Am I a nervous Nancy or a rational Randy? I didn't know rational Randy was a thing. Is that? I will will say this. I will tell you that I think the Panini baseball stuff, the prism and, uh, you know, the the non-licensed stuff isn't moving a lot. I mean, I know, you know, I look for, for wax for my kids all the time and you go on Target's website Prism's there all the time. Some of the lower end tops products are there all the time. You can't find Bowman Chrome anywhere. Uh, and you can't, you know, you can't find Tops Chrome anywhere at, at a normal price that isn't, you know, crazy and, and bloated. Uh, so I think those those uh, brands and those, you know, those cards I think are still going to be fine. Uh, I think things like Tops Fire, uh, the Gypsy Queen, um, you know, Pania, the, the Prisms, those are a little less in demand, I think. But uh, if I was dealing with Topps Chrome, Bum and Chrome, I don't think I'd I don't think I'd worry about it. Okay. Um, last question then. Josh, uh, Josh Rouge wants to know. Great newsletter. Shout out to our newsletter. <laughs> uh, IPC the 2016 Cubs for my personal collection. It sounds like you think yesterday was the time to buy on Bryant, but was about uh, what? But what about some other big pieces? Rizzo, Baez, and Schwarbs. Uh, should I wait until the off season or strike now? I would say wait. I think, you know, Schwarber is not going to be a, a regular everyday player uh, with the Red Sox. The first base thing didn't really pan out. Um, Rizzo, I mean, if he has a huge postseason with the Yankees somehow, maybe his stuff goes up, but he's going to be a free agent also. We don't know where he's going to land. I don't know that he's going to be the guy, you know, I think Stanton and judge are the two guys on, on the Yankees to watch their hobby wise. So I don't know about that. Baez is not going to be in the playoffs. He's going to sign somewhere else. I'd, I'd wait and settle in on that. Is he, is he with the Mets? Is that where he got yeah, he's with the Mets. I don't, I don't see him staying there. He's a free agent at the end of the year. The end of this year, you've got the, the shortstop class at the end of this year is even though Lindor and Crawford have signed already, you've got Trevor story, Corey Seager, um, Carlos Correa, Javi Baez and Marcus Semyon are all free agents this year. And then on top of Bryant and a couple other big guys. And then the oddest part of this free agent year, Scherzer, Kershaw, Granky, Verlander, all free agents. So you've got all of these mid to late thirties, legendary hall of fame type guys. Uh, you know, Scherzer, of course, is still pitching like a hall of fame type guy. Verlander's coming back from Tommy John surgery. Um, but really sort of a very interesting free agent class this year. All right. That's our mailbag for you, Mark. Thank you, sir. 
Good stuff. Hey, we appreciate the time. Mike, did you agree with me on my baseball assessment in terms of the the brands and the hobby? I don't yeah, know that's what a, you have to that's say. That's a good. That's I don't a good know point. What I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I think you were spot on. Yeah, I think the yeah the paninis, the non licensed stuff. You know, it, you can get it. It's going to be very little drop and very little spike. It's pretty chill. Tops Fire is kind of another one. I mean, Tops Fire, I like if you can find it. I think it's a great product for like. I, I think Fire is great because you're not going to pay a premium. You're not going to sell it for a premium. So you're never going to get burnt. You're going to find big names, parallels, numbered stuff. It's actually fun to rip as opposed to like Series 2. Yeah, you could hit some big rookies, but it's it's a boring product. That's why I like Prism. I know Prism isn't going to sell great in baseball, but I'm going to get 15 different color refractors in like a box. I can wrap my mind around that. I think it's a great one to rip as well. I love getting cards. I mean, I look at this from a, uh, you know, somebody who is involved in baseball and somebody who collects together. I like buying stuff to rip open with my kids. And we've ripped open a bunch of the prison. We've ripped open a, a few yeah. of the fire. Cause like you said, they're fun rips. We pulled a jazz Chisholm auto in the fire. And like, that was cool. Uh, but you know, like you said, you're getting a lot of, you know, green and purple and blue uh, with the prism and they're, they're fun cards. Uh, but I think if people are talking strictly from a financial standpoint, they're just not going to be a big factor. Yeah, like this year, though, I'll tell you the best thing going is Bowman Chrome this year. The Bowman Chrome class it. this year. Yeah, you can't find it. It's five to one hitters to pitchers, and it's all international, highly rated kids. It's yeah. ridiculous. I took my son to a show this weekend, and there were people selling it for, you know, much higher than the numbers you had on your show last week. Really? Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing, too. Like, I, I don't know about like your son, but like, say, an average 10 to 14 year old. They're going to pull like a Luis Rodriguez blue auto that's worth a thousand bucks or fifteen hundred bucks. I think most kids would rather pull a gold trout out of out of prism that sells for a hundred. I know my trout. It's a cool looking like it's it's more fun. So Bowman Chrome, I think, is like the cool penny stock. Bowman Chrome's gone nuts. So I'm still just I'm just going to leave it in the attic because some of these kids are going to be the next Dominguez type guys. So I'm still high on Bowman Chrome. Yeah. And it's impossible to find at a reasonable price. So you got it. Be happy. There you go. Is $35 a pack too much? <laughs> I was on whatnot last, uh, on Friday night, and I started getting in on some of these. Did you really? To, yeah, there was not. It was all garbage. But They didn't have the hobby box. What were the other two? HTA is the other one, and light. Right. So the light was the, the, the HTA was the one with the, the three cards. Three autos. Yep. Only three cards, three autos. Light is no guaranteed auto, but it has guaranteed color refractors and maybe an auto. So okay. the light box are still selling about 200 HGA is probably at this point, three to three fifty. Yeah. It was like three I mean, and a quarter. What's the one that has the two mini boxes in it? And you're that's hobby. I think that's you hobby. Get, oh, okay. So you get, so you get two mini boxes, one auto in each, but then you also get all the first Chrome prospects, right. like the non-auto color hobby is the best buy to me. Cause you oh, get so all they that did stuff. Have that, but they were, they were asking three fifty for that also it just seemed yeah. a little, uh, based on what I had heard you talk about last week, it seemed a little extreme. It was, yeah. But now I'm thinking, man, this is going to be the new norm because I think this one has taken off. So there you have it. Mark, we appreciate the time. Uh, maybe we'll have you back on like World Series time. You throw us a few minutes if you have time. Or or the first time you get smoked in fantasy football. I'll probably be like 8-0 by then. So, you know. <laughs> oh, God. First loss on fantasy football. We're doing the whole show about that. I haven't played either of you guys yet. This is exciting. I get to, you know, try to keep my, my undefeated season alive when I play the two of you. Well, I don't think it'll be a struggle. My team is garbage, so I'm gonna win. <laughs> I'm I have no, it. I have no problem with that. There you um, go. Thanks for uh, allowing. Uh, tell your your boss over at the MLB Network and MLB.com uh, for letting you come over here, Mark. Look at you. You got it right. See what again. I did. See what Bam. I did there. I had Perfect. to make sure to get MLB.com some love. They're actually my employers, and I write for them. And 
you know, MLB Network sort of part of the part of the job. But I got got to make sure my uh, you know MLB.com gets its proper respect and, uh, and recognition. So long as you tell us who you're voting for on the next MVP <laughs> vote, we don't care what you do. You're yeah, fine. Mark. It's like you, it's like <laughs> you doing your podcast and not talking about how great Spotify is, right? Very sure. So great, good. Great platform. <laughs> yep. Good stuff. All right. We'll catch you down the road, Mark. Thank you, sir. All right, fellas. Take it easy. All Thanks. right. We'll see you. All right. So that was Mark Feinsand, MLB representative. I'm not giving him another plug. No, he's I not don't work for MLB.com. I'm not doing it again. Anybody 3-0. Ugh, it's upsetting. So where are we going next? Let's wrap New- it up. We're done. We should just ended right finish here. this. Uh, so I do have a couple things. Did you see the Joe Rogan thing? Joe Rogan interview at all? Yeah, well, I saw like a five-minute segment or something like that. Of who was like the, the guy highlight. he interviewed, by the way? I feel like I'm supposed to know who that is, but I don't. And I know he has a massive following. Yeah, I don't recognize him. I didn't recognize the name. I don't know if he is specifically in the card hobby, but he de- well, I mean, like as far as like an influencer or something like that, but he definitely knows what it sounds like. He knows what he's talking about. He knows Except- a little bit. He talked about a $20 million card. I've not yeah. seen that sale. He, he that talked about mantle- the Luca, the Luca being over 5 million. It was like 4.6. So he's a little off. He was a he, little off. He had some Jordan. The Jordan sounded close. Um, you know what's funny, though? He talked about the Dr. Fauci PSA 10 cards. Like, yeah, they're a couple hundred, but they're going to jump after this. I, I looked them up before our show. They're like three to four hundred now. Are so you they, serious? So next time we get a pump and dump, I know, we are telling Rogan. Okay, don't, Rogan don't is on Spotify. Ronnie, can we get Rogan on here? He works for Spotify. Have you Bro, ever met Joe? Ronnie? Uh, I haven't met him, no. We can try. But you know how to... Get in touch with him, though, right? So he's coming on. So I'm not going to make any promises. Guys, tune that in I Thursday. I heard a promise. guarantee yep. you're going to want to tune in Thursday's show. We're going to have Joe Rogan on. That's what I that's, heard. Perfect. There's it. your promo. You know what we haven't done at Gibson Guarantee? It's not anything I've ever talked about on the show, but in real life, I, I do it all the time. To my wife, that is, when I know for a fact I'm right, but I'm always wrong, I, I call it a Gibson Guarantee. I think I should have that on the show. Is that something you wish you would have said? Yeah. What? That was a there's an Andy line right there. Boom. Roast. That's a mean thing. But bottom line, what I took from the Joe Rogan interview was I, I had to write down the, the wording. So I had it right. Um, I'm a sports commentator that doesn't know about sports. That's Joe Rogan's words, but it could have just as easily been Jesse Gibson's. And yeah. it made me feel really good. Here's my takeaway. I don't think either one of those know all that much about the card market. I could be wrong about the other guy. And I'd like to have him on the show because he's a huge following. That's fine. Uh, but I, but the fact that it's on Rogan, which has got to be one of the biggest podcasts in the in on the planet, yes, is a good right thing. Right behind period. Bill Simmons, not even close to Bill Simmons. Hey, come on, uh, just, just, he couldn't hold ahead. Bill's. Okay, we're fine. Oh, okay. Uh, but I'm. Yeah, but it's a good thing you talk about that on a big platform. It's cool. A um, couple other things, real fast. If you have Kyrie Irving stuff, I would be terrified. Kyrie Irving's talking about he's not going to play in New York if they mandate the vaccine. Oh, yeah. That would terrify me because Kyrie is stubborn and dumb enough to believe in flat earth and to actually sit out a season. So I would be horrified if I was, if I have Kyrie stuff. I would sell that stuff and I would not even think about it. I just, that's a guy who I think is stubborn enough to do it. If you have anything, Kyrie, I would be out of that position before the end of the show, which is recorded ahead of time. Um, I, I don't know anything about that uh, specific situation, but it makes me wonder how many guys this is going to affect because... You know, I'm not saying go get vaxxed, not to get vaxxed. You know, it's a personal opinion. Do your But certain states are not going to let you play a home game with it. But yeah, I mean, if you're following like the love, what people say, like, hey, this is kind of mandatory. And then you go against it. I feel like there's going to be some trouble lurking. Yeah, Andrew Um, Wiggins is another guy. And there's been hints of like LeBron. His, I just, that's a weird thing. It's a weird hill to die on, in my opinion. But oh, well, Um, 
couple of the quick things too. Buys this week. I got a good deal on some Tua stuff again. I'm still buying Tua. I, I feel like we're kind of at Tua's bottom here. It dropped hard after the injury. I'm kind of picking them up again very slowly if I get deals. I bought some Akuna PSA 10. I bought Akuna PSA 10 all super high end, uh, excuse me, super high pop stuff. So 2018, just as update rookie, the rookie premiere from that, which is cheap, the holiday version and the update Chrome, all 2018 tops, PSA 10s. Acuna stuff is crazy high on population. I only buy Acuna right now. I would buy his high end stuff to hold for next season when he's back healthy and low end overpopulated stuff like this. If you can get it for a deal, I think it's worth it because you can flip it immediately. Uh, nothing more, though. I'm not doing anything else with it. Uh, and then I bought two Louis Robert, Louis Robert, Louis Robert, however you want to say it. 2020 Tops Chrome. I did buy the refractors, so they're not numbered, but they are a lot more short printed than the base. I got two PSA 10 cards. Robert to me is a guy first round of the playoffs I'm selling. As soon as we see him get hot, I don't trust the White Sox to come out of the AL, but I do think they're going to play well. I should have asked Mark about him. Those are a sell to me as soon as the playoffs start. And he and he does anything of note. Um, we have not talked like any NBA today, but I, okay, was I got one ask more you. buy. One more quick buy. Oh, Hang you're on. not done. Okay. I got one more quick buy and then I'm done. I bought an again, I'm all over Zion stuff right now. Non-base. So I've got the orange wave. Excuse me, the orange reactive mosaic Zion nine five. It's like a hundred, hundred and twenty bucks. Maybe. It was super cheap. All in on that, and I got a mosaic Ja Morant PSA ten. Hate that it's base, but it was like sixty five bucks. Those two guys, their base stuff. I it's okay. Anything non base gem, I'm all over for those two coming up to the season. So, are you nervous at all about the your Giannis stuff? Because I saw the other day that he's still like having pain or something from an injury he had in the. Playoffs or was it the series um, finals? Maybe did you see anything about this? I haven't seen it. I'm not nervous. I'm holding okay. me on to stuff long term, anyways. Okay. Yep. Yeah. If it spikes crazy for some reason, we get like an overall boom. I'm selling. I got a couple more. Actually, it was in the newsletter today. Giannis was one of the guys. I bought a few things. It's all kind of documented in the newsletter. Sportscardsnonsense.com. In the what the newsletters? In actually, the newsletter. actually, we we uh, renamed Sean and I were, uh, had run it by me, and I just said yes. I don't think we. I don't know if he ran it by you. Um, what are things? Why are things being run by you? What, that, that, what does that mean? Be, you, you, you good with talk. I better with word. Um, and in the written word, we we talked about calling it the nonsense letter instead of a newsletter, just because everyone has letter newsletter. We'll have a nonsense letter. So that's what it's I tell called. you right now. Again, I don't really understand these things, but the open rate on those things is through the roof. I've been told growing every week i know it's kind of Boom, crazy roasted. it doesn't really make sense but it's great thank you guys for paying attention i do want to take that. one quick minute for a grading a grading minute before we get to mailbag what else you got something to say no no, no. I, I wanted to point out uh back to the joe rogan thing before we go to the last segment the joe rogan thing i for i totally forgot to mention this that i found so interesting was that he had no idea about the At card all. market he laughed no about it. yeah he somebody thought, made a, a joke about joking. cards yeah, I find that amazing. Well, hey, I find while it, I'm doing this grading minute too, find out the guy who was on there. I, I I will know the name when you say it. And I want to, that guy's like, again, massive, massive following. I would actually be interested to get that guy on the show for a few minutes and, and get his perspective. Well, you can tell line, he wanted to go way more in depth on it. Yeah, bottom line is there are still a lot of people out there. And I think that's really cool for like guys who are into like the Gary V go out to garage sales and see what you can find type of thing. Like I... I would guarantee there are still people, mom and pops out there putting out their kids card collection that could have 
untold fortunes sitting in it. So there you go. I'll look or up the guy. Or kindling paper in there. You or, know. yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, real quick. So there's a couple of great, we try to talk too much on grading. Uh, I always preface this with SGC pays us and sponsors our other socials. There's no, we're as transparent as we can be. I did want to touch on a couple things though. PSA's numbers are still ramping up. PSA is still like grading more weekly than they were a month, two months ago. So the backlog is definitely clearing. Um, that's a good thing to me. Their Express is now 100, or not Express, whatever their regular services, I think it's called, is 150. Again, opens up a few more things that weren't possibilities when it was 200 bucks. So I think PSA is making strides in the right direction. I just got back an HGA order on Wednesday. It was delivered here Friday, but it popped Wednesday. That is the longest I've had to wait. It was 25 business days. I you believe. had an HGA order? I'm sorry, SGC order. Oh, okay. I, I use Nash cards. Check him out, nashcards.com. He's 25 bucks a card for SGC cards. Um, I had an order pop. That, that one was 25 days, I believe. I have another order out right now that is now 25 days as of today, or 26 days as of today. Still because they, not bad. We came up with that breaking. Hey, they're, they're increasing their times. It's 45 to 50 days. I'm still nowhere near that, but that's what they did. Instead of raising prices a month ago, that's what they said. Hey, we're going to increase the time. Instead of 20 to 25 days, it's 45 to 50 days. For 25 bucks a card, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm still all in on that, and it's taking less than that. So I'll keep you updated if my times keep getting pushed, but as of right now, they haven't. Um, the other one I did want to talk about for a minute is HGA. Not to totally bash them, but it was a rough week on social for them. They apparently graded a card that had a fake stamp on the back. It was a Patrick Mahomes autograph card. The auto was on a sticker. It was just placed on this card. It wasn't Mahomes' signature. If you looked at other versions of the card, the sticker wasn't even the same size. And then on the back where you see the stamp, like this autograph is certified by Panini, it was a little bit crooked. It was not the correct font. So somebody literally stamped the back of this card saying it was autographed, put the sticker on the front. It was then graded at a 9.5 by them. That's an issue to me. Now, in all fairness, all their, every single other grading company at one time or another has graded a fake card and a fake auto. It is ha I guarantee that. I don't trust any single company has not made that mistake. When they make it and it's very public like this card is, we're going to talk about it. This week it happens to be HGA. Just the way it goes. Like I'm not saying you're not to use them. If you want to use them for the custom labels, I think they still have the coolest custom labels out there. I don't trust the resale value yet, but for that I like it. Um the other thing, though, there was a guy on YouTube. His name was in, I got to find the name of the guy's YouTube channel. I don't want to promote him, but he had done a live thing where he literally cracked one of these slabs open by hand, which I thought was weird because I've had two cards graded by HGA, and I was I didn't try to do that, but they appeared to be pretty stable. They've caught in some bad publicity over that this week, too. So um, other grading companies, that's it. I don't talk, BGS has done nothing, and I'm not talking about little ones because I don't feel like using my platform for that. So I kind of feel like HGA should find like more of their niche, which obviously they haven't, which is custom labels. I think that's really cool, but I just I don't know if you send anything of real value. Like it, it scares me because yes, like you said, everybody's graded something incorrectly. It just seems like we hear more about it with HGA. I, and maybe I'm wrong because and you hear more because they're new and, and there's more eyes on it right now. That, that's why. Um, you know, here, the other thing I'll say, they're supposed to be doing that release with their technology, like some of that. I think that's interesting because I wonder how they're authenticating cards. If, if they can show me that, cool. Um, you know, I don't spend a lot of time either. Like in the in the group, somebody, somebody posted this week, there was a wrong label on a card. The reason I don't ever talk about that stuff is that happens. I bet that probably happens at least once a week with every other grading company as well. I've had PSA cards. I've had BGS. 
I haven't had an SGC card yet, but it's going to happen where it comes back with the wrong label. Little stuff to me, like that is not the end of the world. But, you know, and when HD does something good, if they have a great release this week and their video and their technology is awesome, we'll give them a little talk on that. I am still where I was with grading. I don't expect SGC cards to sell for the exact same as a PSA 10 for an SGC 10. I absolutely trust the process because they have the most valuable cards ever sold for 25 bucks a card in the return time of about a month. I still think for anything under three, four, five hundred dollars raw, I think they're the best and only option right now. So, and for my super high end stuff, I'm still going PSA for a lot. For my high end vintage, I am still going to do my transfer to SGC. Okay. Boom, roasted. Um, Grading minute that took five minutes. Give me some questions. Uh, before we do, Patrick Bet David, who was interviewed on That's Joe who it Rogan, is. He, he's got three names. Yes, he's a three namer. Patrick Bet David. Patrick Bet David. Thank you. Um, he he's an actor. He has a podcast. It looks like he does some kind of like, you know, I don't want to say get rich quick type of thing, but like he he runs these he he runs something called Valuetainment, um, trying to like increase wealth, but he also. I never trust anybody who sells their courses online, like to, you know, listen to his public speaking and sales system. I'm thinking about firing up a course to sell. How to be short so, and angry in a successful world. I From what I'm seeing is it looks like the card market is a hobby for him, uh, not like anything like he's really heavily invested in. So there you go. Cool. All right. By the way, the boxes over my shoulder, all Bowman Chrome. I got more in. I think I'm up to about 18 cases now in the closet. Wow. Those are not moving. I'm break. Oh, and by the way, this will be my last thing and you can take over. I am breaking tomorrow. I'm leaving town for a little bit. So tomorrow, I'm breaking on Geo Breaks. That's the name of the Facebook group. We post breaks live. They will be. I'm breaking Bowman Chrome tomorrow because I have Eddie's cases. Uh, we got our allocated cases. I'm breaking two cases of hobby, maybe some personal boxes because I have loose. But I say this because I don't want people saying, hey, he told us in the podcast, he's buying them and keeping them in the attic. I've got 18 or 19 cases that will not move from my attic. I will be breaking a couple tomorrow that do not belong to me. So, you know, you just said, hey, I'm going out of town and here's where I'm keeping all of my things. Yeah, I have some staying at the house and I have an alarm system. So, OK, there we if you go. can get past the person, the dogs and the mm -hmm. alarm. I think you deserve what you get. OK, there we go. All right. Jordan Joseph. From the Facebook. JJ. What's your opinion on the best draft class of all time for NFL, MLB, NBA? In terms of, I'm going to go in terms of hobby, I guess. Hard to argue with 2003. 03 basketball, LeBron, okay. Wade, Bosch, Mello. Okay. And 03, we had like cool cards, Topps Chrome. They came out with color refractors. 03 is tough to beat for basketball. Football. Man, that's a good question. I mean, football's hard because like Mahomes in 2017, the rest mm -hmm. of the class wasn't great. He was so good. Um, in terms of overall depth, though, I think 2020 is up there. I mean, honestly, I think I, I think 2020 is very good. Baseball, I like 2019 for baseball. 20, specifically, again, baseball's different. You're talking draft is an MLB draft, which would be Bowman draft. Um, I think the rookie class, though, in Bowman 2019 Wander, Julio Rodriguez, Marco Luciano, Ronnie Mauricio. I'm forgetting a bunch, by the way. I think the 2019 rookie, it's really a prospect class in Bowman. And also the 2016 Bowman draft class, which is the actual MLB draft. I wish you could pull that up real quick. Stupid. I mean, off the top of my head, you've got Bo Bichette, Caven Biggio, Dylan Carlson's in there. I think Gavin Lux is in that same 2016. Pete Alonzo for sure is. Uh, Alex Kirilov, 
2016 Bowman draft is tough to beat. That class is loaded. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to pull it up right now, but uh, it looks like there's a few people who think that's a really good class. Uh, Bobby Dahlbeck has his first Chrome Auto when he's a rookie in that class. 2016 strong. Now, if you're going by, again, so baseball stuff real fast. So that is more of the prospect side because those are prospects. If I was going by a rookie class, 2019, Vlad Tatis. So 2018 rookies, like in every Topps product, you had 2018 Akuna Otani, 2019 Tatis, Vlad, Eloy, Alonzo. So rookies and prospects in baseball a little different. I think, yeah, I would guess if Jordan uh, could clarify, he was probably thinking hobby value. So that's okay. good. Yeah, so yeah, there's your prospects and rookies. That was a good question. I like that. Uh, Travis Brooks wants to know, is the green precious metal gems Michael Jordan the greatest 90s basketball card of all time? I don't remember seeing a green one. It's because you never will. I mean, I'm not a big 90s basketball insert guy because I've never owned them. I mean, PMGs are about as good as it gets. So, yeah, if it's not that, I don't know what else it would be. Again, that's not really my area, but you hear guys, I mean, like, Listen to Chris at Cardladder talk about the PMGs. Yeah. That dude knows more Jordan. He knows more basketball. He knows more inserts, and that's one of his go-tos. So I'm imagining that's about as good as it gets. Uh, with the, uh, Jeff Nilsson wants to know, with the 2021 Bowman Chrome hype, is there more upside to chase singles from this class or looking for the first Bowman of established names? I mean, there's upside to both. There's a ton of first Bowmans in here, though, which is not more so than any other time in Bowman Chrome. I'll be honest with you. I think you can still get hobby boxes under 300 bucks a box. I know it's expensive compared to last week, but that's why last week I was so bullish. What is, is bull is like you're heavy on the market. It means it's going up. Didn't we have a conversation? Yeah, we not did. On What's the, the other this? thing? The bear? The bear. Yeah. I don't understand the bear. And you, the yeah, you said the bear should also be. And bears going. chase things too. I mean, yeah, what are we doing here? <laughs> you think a bear is like running away from, I don't understand. They the don't bear have horns bull. though. So what? But they love honey. They have claws. And they love honey. This is bull crap. This bull <laughs> bear stuff is all nonsense, quite frankly. I don't know who can came we, up with this garbage. Can we ensure um, on Wednesday's show there's a little more banter? I haven't heard about the dogs in forever. I don't know how they're doing. Dogs are doing good. Griffey had a savage case of the pukes yesterday. Oh, but boy. we did just, when your dogs start puking, you go straight chicken and rice. Dry that sucker right up. He's doing great. Wow. And they are getting boarded. Oh, no, they're not. They're staying. I think they're staying. Anyways, they're doing fine. Okay. Um, Brady, greatest dog of all time, just like his name. <laughs> Griffey, in the, in the discussion. Yeah. They're good. Um, come visit them once in a while. You'd know how they're doing. Right now. <laughs> what do you want me the to say? The first weekend, we don't hang out. And I no, apologize. No, it's fine. You want to hang out with your family and do anniversary <laughs> crap, whatever. My brother got me an anniversary card. He said, this one's for your family and this one's for you. And I opened it and it just said, get better soon. And I was like, oh, man. Thanks, but I'm not sick or anything. He's like, yeah, no, I know. Um, I just, I think you can do better. <laughs> that was, okay. that you know was what? I'm card. actually team, team Jacob. Never <laughs> yeah, mind. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Hey, um, you know what? I just got a text from Mark, by the way. He forgot to plug this. I, this is on MLB.com. I think this is, Loop is doing this. It's like that bracket of which card will win. So they got the Wagner versus the Mantle, Griffey versus the Bench Rookie, Hank Aaron versus Bo Jackson, Trout versus Vlad. It's like you go on there and vote for which card is like the most iconic. I, I did see this. It is actually kind of a cool thing. Oh, that's kind of cool. I don't know how they're doing the winner, but I do think that's a, yeah, that is kind of a neat. That's on He loop? just sent me that graphic. Yeah, it's on loop. Okay. Um, all right, let's do this. Um, 14 more, go. 
<laughs> oh man, what time we started? We have a two o'clock meeting, so you got to move along. Now. Yeah. Um, is James Robles wants to know: Is there any value on retail Bowman blasters as a long-term wax investment, spe- uh, especially this year's? Absolutely. Same thing. Wait for the guys to pop. That will go up the same as hobby skews will go up. No question. Jaron Johnson. I have a Louis Robert auto out of 10, but it's from Topps Gallery and the card doesn't look that great visually. I don't know if you had a chance to see it. He posted a picture, but bottom line, would you still consider cards like this still high end and valuable given the fact that the player is highly sought after? Yeah, I mean, it's not going to sell like as high-end brands will sell, but it's still the number one hit out of that product. So yeah, still a good card. It'll still spike when the others spike, and it will go down when the others go down. It will never have a high like as Bowman Chrome or Topps Chrome Autos. Still a good card. Okay. Um, let's see. Zach Dillick, is buying raw and grading still the best way to flip cards for a good profit margin? Yep. If it's more on the high end? Uh, oh, on the high. So here, the high end, it gets interesting because you've got to go PSA on the really high-end stuff. And then you're spending hundreds to do it. I think there's more of an opportunity and it's safer to do it on the lower end stuff. The the 10 to $100 cards that if you can gem them at SGC, they're going to become two to three X of that. I like that play because you're only spending 25 bucks to grade them. So I think the play with buying run grading is more the low end stuff. Uh, Kevin, oh man, he's got some kind of like umlaut or some kind of letters above the U. I don't know how to pronounce Shoot, Schluter. Schluter. Kevin Schluter, um, this question is geared towards me. He says, what do you think about comic cards? Is this something you're into? Any upside slash hype prediction? Uh, So I was listening in on a comic. I was buying some comics on whatnot, and I specifically started buying them that included cards. So these are unopened comics that actually have cards in them. And these were X-Men. It's interesting that he said when these movies come out, some of these cards start popping. And uh, I know just recently somebody had posted in mailbag. We didn't have time to get to it, but it wasn't it wasn't a question. It was just more of some stats on like um, some Thanos cards selling for thousands of dollars. Uh, like in line with the with the Avengers movies. Yeah, like in line. Uh, well, even now after. But Thanos has become such a I mean, before the movies, Thanos, like no one knew who that was. But then after the movies, I never heard of them. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's huge. So. Now that they're kind of rebooting um, the X-Men in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like we don't know what characters are going to become big. Bottom line is I this the guy I was listening to and kind of my own personal opinion is, yeah, if you've got some cards, um, if you don't want to get them graded, that's fine. But just hold on to them somewhere safe because we don't know what's going to come out in those movies that all of a sudden this brand new character is huge. And their card pops. So. Like I know there's another Venom movie coming out soon with Tom Hardy. Isn't there, there is. a new Marvels thing? It's got um, Carnage in that. Um, there's a lot of new Marvels. The Marvels uh, just had that Shang Chi. Uh, yeah, I, but what's the one where like all oh, those you're thinking super- of Eternals? Um, yeah, see, that's another thing. I had never really heard of those guys either. So yeah, so honestly, it's kind of I had no idea really that they, there were comics cool. that came with cards. But I like those that. are when I uh, I, t- I told someone this week is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the video of me ripping all those comics that I bought, and hopefully you guys can tell me what's valuable and what's not. But in those, we'll get to see what cards they included. So there you cool. go. You want to do like two more? Uh, Brian Olecki base is not a great investment, but what about Topps Chrome Brady's graded PSA 9 or 10? Yeah, I mean, again, when I say base is not a good investment, 2019 and to current is is interesting. Before that, base is an awesome investment because there's not as much of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
it's funny he mentions Bowman specifically because a number of guys, or Brady, a number of guys recently have said the same thing. Hey, finally went out. I'm going to finally get a Bowman card, a Brady rookie, excuse me. My brother included. He just bought a PSA 9 upper deck Brady rookie. I think it's funny the amount of attention Brady is getting. Not that it's newfound because these people knew him, but they're finally saying, hey, you know what? I'm just getting a Brady card. Like I'm yeah. finally going to gonna get the Brady rookie to put it. And almost everybody I talk to who's doing that, granted there are plenty of people flipping Brady's, a lot of people now are just saying, hey, he's an all-timer. I just want, I've always wanted one. I'm going to go ahead and grab one now and put it away. So I, I think that's a good sign for the Brady market. Not to mention a gold kaboom just sold for 80 grand, which is insane. Uh, I will say, Brady, I, I'm now buying Brady's, uh, but I'm buying fractional. So if you guys want to get in, get in. I'm actually buying some more. So uh, nice. Casey O'Connell, last question. So when submitting for consignment, um, so your Zion position, for instance, he says, do you send in anticipating the spike or do you send in once it already spiked and hope it doesn't drop off? That's, that's, a, that's a tough a thing question. with consignment. Yeah, because a lot of times you're going to be a week out on the auction. Plus, I mean, if the, if the consigner is, you know, again, we use five-star cards, Matt Sellers and PC sports cards. If you're using them, you know, three days to 10 days out generally, and then you're talking about a week on the actual. So for Zion, if I was going to consign, and, and in full honesty too, I don't consign a ton anymore these days personally because I have the whatnot platform, I have Facebook. I sell a lot of my stuff per, and I like being able to do that. So I think there is value in consignment and I would rather be a little, like, I, you almost have to speculate. Hey, Zion's had a good two games. I think he's going to stay hot. Well, then send it in right then because you're going to be two weeks away from your the finality of the auction anyways. So you have to almost be a little bit early. Um, and I think it also shows you the benefit of, hey, having access to other selling platforms because then you can be instantaneous. He goes off for 50 tonight. Boom, the card's up for sale. I have a chance to sell it. So there's value in both. I think consignment is good, too, for things you know are going to spike. You know the playoffs are coming. Cool. Every quarterback or every baseball player who's starting a series in the playoffs, if your plan was to sell then, get them in in time to have them up for auction when they're playing that first series. And I mean, we I know we're talking about consignment, but when we're talking about these really volatile players, things like, you know, Starstock, which is a sponsor, yep. but these are good platforms where you can already have it ready to go to sell in that moment. You know, if need be. So, yeah, the thing with Starstock, too, we don't talk about them as much as one of our, you know, so the thing I like about Starstock, when me and Jesse, we've bought four or five cards there, we never get the card shipped to us. We keep it there. That way, when we sell it, they simply transfer ownership digitally. I mean, basically say, hey, this goes from our portfolio to somebody else's. Yep. I like that because of the the instant cash in almost of it. Mm -hmm. Hey, this guy had a monster game. We've done it mainly with football, which is cool. I think it's going to be even more important with basketball because the guy's going to have one or two back-to-back games in a row. Goes nuts. Awesome. It's for sale. Hey, it's sold. I don't have to worry about shipping it, having somebody return it. Or a week later, the guy broke his leg and all of a sudden I get a claim, hey, the card was damaged. I know it wasn't damaged, but he doesn't want, he knows the guy's hurt now. I like the instant, um, I cannot think of the word, by the way, the instant reaction, which is not what I was trying to say, of Starstock for that, for sure. Yep. Instant gratification. Yeah, it's not gratification to sale. So get over Unless it. Unless you're gratified by the sale, then maybe it's I instant sales of Feels really good. All right. I'm happy for you. Mailbag. All right. Well, there you go. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network and Spotify. Uh, Make sure you follow us on our socials. I try to pump those at least Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, wherever else you want to follow us. I don't know. Sign up for the Hobby Newsletter if you want to check out some Hobby Space newsletter. Jam review that also includes sports cards. 
And email Bill Simmons personally and tell him you want to see him back on the show. That's all I got. <laughs> we'll see you guys Thursday. Goodbye.